From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis and the Mississippi Delta for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide, major funding for Beale Street Caravan is provided by the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau and the AutoZone Corporation. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we have Southern Roots artist Shannon McNally. She has a new record out called Black Irish. Bill Street Caravan contributor Robert Gordon will be with us as well to talk about the history of high records. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hello, Pat. Hi, Kevin. Shannon McNally is with us this week. We caught up with Shannon at the Levitt Shell in historic Overton Park in Midtown Memphis. First signed to Capitol Records in 1997, Shannon has been on this road for two decades now. And like all great artists, for her, it's been a path of constant renewal and evolution. These days, Shannon has been a little bit Americana, and that genre does embrace her well. But she has a mystique and soul in her music that defies categories, and I think listeners can place her wherever they want. No, you definitely can't put her in a box. She spent too many years living in New Orleans and the North Mississippi Hill Country, soaking up that indomitable Southern spirit. Shannon has a new record out produced by Rodney Crowell and available now on Compass Records. It's titled Black Irish. It's a wonderful collection of songs. Shannon McNally at her very best, exuding raw beauty and spooky Southern soul. Here she is, Shannon McNally, live on Bill Street Caravan.
Music chose me, and I, I was a little slow to realize it. And I didn't know, I had no idea how you made a living at it. I didn't know anybody, I didn't know professional musicians, I didn't know anybody who did it. Um, I always did music, I didn't realize that music was going to have its way with my life. It never occurred to me to do anything that didn't feel right because uh, because the goal was to, it should feel right. And then the more it feels right, the, the bigger the bang when it, when, it, when it hits, should it hit. You know, and I look back, I have 10 album projects, and I was thinking about it the other day, and I realized, no, I'm really proud of it. There's no stinker in the bunch to me. When I look back at it, I'm like, oh God, I wish I hadn't done that. I, I don't have that. Just being able to get better and get older and smarter and wiser and mature. As you start to understand the web of reality and the way things are stacked, the intricate complexities of how they are stacked, and then you start to see how it's stacked for all kinds of people in all kinds of ways, men and women. It, depending on what is revealed to you in, by your life experiences, and I've had the opportunity to go different places and, you know, sort of participate in worlds that I wasn't born into. I'm grateful for that. There's things that you just don't understand until you just feel them firsthand. I think that the, the, the consciousness of sort of the repressed female spirit that is coming to the surface right now, and it comes in leaps and bounds and then plateaus and, you know, consciousness comes in, in bursts for all people. But I am excited for women as a whole, female energy as, as a thing, as a whole, to um, become more unapologetic. I really am, because it's such a beautiful, strong, uh, you know, power. Here's more from Shannon McNally.
You've been listening to Shannon McNally live on Bill Street Caravan. We'll be right back with more music. But first, we're going to turn it over to Bill Street Caravan contributor Robert Gordon. Robert is a writer and documentary filmmaker. He has written several histories about Memphis music, including It Came From Memphis and Respect Yourself, Stax Records, and The Soul Explosion. His next book, titled Memphis Rent Party, comes out in 2018, so be on the lookout for that. Right now, he's going to tell us about the history of high records. Hi there, it's Robert Gordon here with more High Times and the High Records story. By 1959, Memphis-based High Records had released about 16 singles, some of which had established some notoriety, but none of which had become what you might call a hit. The label's future was in doubt, but that's when Elvis Presley's band broke up, and Elvis's longtime bassist from his early days well into his stardom broke out on his own. His name was Bill Black, and he'd worked alongside one of High's founders, Ray Harris, at a Firestone Tire Factory in Memphis. When Bill Black was ready to make a record, he brought his combo to Ray Harris and High Records in Memphis. Bill Black, who was white, quit working for Elvis in 1958, and the following year his hip instrumental Smokey, Part 2, became a national hit. One of the record's secrets to success may be its early racial integration. The piano player from Willie Mitchell's band, named Joe Hall, was brought in, and with him came the spark for the song. Bill Black's guitarist was a teenager named Reggie Young, who, in a moment of youthful abandon, tuned down the strings on his guitar, making it resemble a funky bass. In Smokey, you can hear the players passing around a riff the way friends share a laugh or a pint of health. The music is simple, it exudes a good time, and in 1959 it sounded black enough to reach number one on the R&B charts, and white enough to break the pop top 20. When Bill Black's first album was released, segregation still dominated, and piano credit was given to High's first artist, the white Carl McVoy, and not African-American Joe Hall, who'd actually played the riffs. High was having so many instrumental hits that rumor began to spread that the label's name, High, H-I, stood for Hit Instrumentals. It wasn't true, but it certainly seemed that way. One of High's first non-instrumental hits was Haunted House by Gene Simmons. Keeping it all in the musical family, Simmons had been the vocalist that toured with, you guessed it, Bill Black. Simmons' version of this old R&B song became a novelty hit, but hits were no longer novelties at high records. Things were on the up and up. For Beale Street Caravan, this is Robert Gordon. More on high records next time. remind our listeners you can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Look us up and join in on the fun. For more information or if you want to get involved, go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com. Shoot us an email or sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can also keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast. It's available through iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Speaking of podcasts, check out our newest production, the Blues Hall of Fame podcast. 
Also available through iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. We have to take a quick break for local announcements, but stick around. There's more music to come. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. Bill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you just tuning in, this week on Beale Street Caravan, we have one of our favorites, Shannon McNally, captured live on stage at the Levitt Shell in Midtown Memphis. I was backstage at the Shell that evening and had a chance to catch up with Shannon. Let's hear what she had to say. I'm curious, I was listening to your latest single that you just released, The Banshee Moan, which is a phenomenal song. Listening to that and your earlier music, you can hear the maturity, you can hear the empathy, you can hear the sense of I've been taking notes and taking all this down and this is my reflection now. Men and women of all walks of life get intimidated and feel threatened by female energy, you know, and unapologetic female energy, you know, and and when we get through, when we, we, when we can look past all of our little cultural norms and cross norms and go, yeah, but why? Why do I feel shame for feeling this? Or why should I, why? Just why, just asking why. Because then at some point, whether you can articulate it or not, you know the why. It's because, you know, because people are intimidated by by things that, you know, we, you know, anything we don't understand, we call magic, you know, or, or evil. And it's like, well, you know, if we can take a step past that and yeah, okay, you can make a, if you, if you have the ability, you have an organ set and a, and a biochemical set that you can actually reproduce a whole living organism in your body. That's, that's big. And so people want to control that. And maybe that thing is, what controls us. So, you know, I, I, I like to look at it as, no, no, that's bigger than us controlling it. We are controlled by it. And it's consciousness. So I, I think we're getting, I think, you know, we're getting there. But I am excited. Banshee Moan is really about that release. Everybody at some point in their life hits this place where they have to deal with what they've repressed. Their, their repressed emotions, their repressed reality, their repressed sensations and it, it all comes out at one point or another for good or for bad 
And, um, you know, so to me, that's what, that's what the song is about, just asking why. And when you feel those repressed feelings coming up, looking them in the eye and going, well, why? What is this? And, and, and how can I channel it? So is the, the whole album going to be, is it going to be from that standpoint? I think the album's pretty unapologetic. I think that's my new, like, that's my go-to now. It's like, I, I'm not going to apologize for being a full-grown thinking, you know, woman. And, and I embrace my, I'm embracing it, you know? I'm excited to be 44 years old. I've never played into this cult of the youth and I don't buy it, you know? I, I, I think young people have so much wonderful, so many wonderful things to add to our society. And I think that young people need to be guided and raised and get informed. Because I think that, you know, part of the, the, the bouncing around and the, just the, what makes it so hard to be a young person is the lack of information, you know, lack of um, tools to manage our emotions and to manage our potential. Well, uh, along the way, I think that everybody is um, and somehow responding to this, this great lie that if something is feminine, that it means that it's just about the woman. But, you know, even if you look back in ancient cultures, feminine always meant balance. And it wasn't just about the woman. <laughs> it was including everyone. It was inclusive. It was, it was nurturing. It was, you know, and, and that is something that all of us could use a little of in, in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and it's, 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 it's the creative, it's the creative force, you know, it's, it's, um, it's absolutely nurturing and, and there's nothing, there's nothing weak about taking care of something. I, I think uh, I'm excited, you know, the year of Wonder Woman. There. It's like, bring it on. I'm ready, you know. If we didn't need it so bad, we wouldn't all, you know, it's, it's here. It's coming. It's here, and I and I'm very excited about about it in general. So yeah, I think the whole record, the whole record is is, is about being just unapologetic. Not that I'm, you know, I'm not going to apologize for my own power. Mm -hmm. And if that if that is, I'm now. I, I also feel like it's very important to not beat anybody up with it. Yes, exactly. Because that's self defeating. You know, um, and you know, you never want to lower yourself to the, the standards of, of some, somebody else, something else. Here's more from Shannon McNally.
There. This is called Pisces Soul Sister. Here you go.
everybody we got one more song for you
Shannon McNally, live on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to everyone at the Levitt Shell and Compass Records. Again, Shannon has a new record out, produced by Rodney Crowell. The album is called Black Irish. You can find out more about Shannon by visiting shannonmcnally.com. Be sure to check out her tour dates because she may be coming to a venue near you. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, Tennessee Tourism, and Bridging the Blues for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. You can find Bill Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Follow us there. We've always got special features and additional content that we think you'll enjoy. Go to our website at BillStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available anywhere podcasts can be found. We'll be back next week, so see you then. I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Mm-hmm.